You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, 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 good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for listening in and joining me today. I always say today is a good day because we are here, we are present, we are alive, and we are breathing. So let's just take a deep breath because I know it's been a day for me. I need to stop and breathe. Big breath in through your nose and just fill up all the, your lungs, your diaphragm, everything, and then release it slowly through your mouth. Some people will just let it out and just release the tensions, release the stress, release the worries, and just trust that everything is working out for your highest good, no matter what, no matter what you're going through. And I want to remind everyone that I've been practicing mental health as a psychologist for 25 years. I know I cannot believe it either. Um, and one of my go-tos, particularly since this pandemic, is CBD, because we all need to feel calm and just relaxed and focused. And, you know, I tell people, I take the tincture in the morning and I do a gummy at night. And the one thing I always have to re-educate people on is the fact that CBD doesn't come from marijuana. CBD comes from the hemp plant. CBD doesn't get you high. It's the medicinal part of the plant that doesn't have the psychoactive properties like marijuana does. And it actually has more medicinal benefit. Why? Because every human walk has an endocannabinoid system, and we have receptor sites in every organ of our body that takes in CBD. And the endocannabinoid system is responsible for homeostasis, and that's what we all need right now, balance, because really the pandemic has shifted everything really about how we live life. And so we're just really trying to get back in balance. And so, you know, I'm an advocate of the daily use of CBD. I sell it on my website through a company called Wakana for African-American women who are just geniuses and they're just excellent quality CBD. No toxins, no heavy metals, third-party tested, you know, certificates of analysis. They have dotted every I, crossed every T, and that's why I love them. And, you know, really with this new year, 2022, my slogan is the best is yet to come. And so if you're out there listening and you're still dealing with stress, anxiety, insomnia, you know, financial issues, reach out to me, please. I would love to coach with you. I am offering my coaching services and you can really learn more about me at my website, healthyminds.expert. Um, and so I'm excited to have Anne uh, Papayotis with me today. Um, I've read a, a little bit of her stuff and she is just an amazing woman. She has endured some of life's most brutal blows. Her college best friend deliberately stealing her high school boyfriend, 
the loss of an infant child just shortly after he was thought to be out of danger, a belligerent and abusive husband, a child born with epilepsy, a family suicide, being bitten by a poisonous snake that resulted in months of chronic illness before being diagnosed, relinquishing and cherished foster team whose actions threatened Anne's family, and much, much more. Wow, we've got to hear her story. And despite all of these brutal blows, Anne found the gift hidden within each of these experiences, the gift of choice in how to respond to the challenge. And in her new book called The Gift of Shift, Discover the Keys Within to Unlock Your Best Life, Anne uses many of these experiences to show how one can open that gift lovingly. Instead of freezing up, becoming resistant, or giving into depression, resignation, or other unhealthy emotions or addictions, one can choose a better, more life-affirming, adaptable approach that can lead to new possibilities in a better pathway forward. Anne Papayoti, Papayoti PCC is an international life leadership and relationship coach. She is dedicated to waking people up to living their best life by helping them untangle from their past, align with their values and connect to their higher purpose. Anne captivates educates and inspires audiences by sharing her personal experience of loss, transition, and triumph. She connects with clients in person and online through one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, speaking engagements, various teaching platforms, blogs, and magazine articles. She's a woman of my own heart. Anne is known for her personal and compassionate way she leads people to their own insights and growth. And Anne has attained the International Coach Federation accredited professional certified coach level. It is a certified practitioner of neurolinguistics programming and is a member of the Association of Integrative Psychology. So she has a wealth of knowledge, experience, and she's just amazing. You can learn more about her at her work at skyviewcoaching.com. And uh, what I will do in the link of her description, I will include a, a free gift um, and uh, I'll let you know about that. So welcome, welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for giving of your time. I appreciate you. Thank you, Dr. Erica. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So I just really want to learn more about your story. It is amazing when I hear how much you have had to overcome and to still think that you have that gift unfolding inside of you. It's an inspiration to everyone. Well, thank you so much. Well, I, I guess just to kind of understand how I became a coach, it wasn't a plan <laughs> by any means, but I was one of these people who had a happy childhood. You know, I'm not someone who had emotional trauma in my childhood. It started literally with that betrayal that you uh, read in my introduction, the betrayal of a best friend in during my university years. So it was then that I realized first that the world doesn't operate the way I thought it did, that it wasn't, you know, what I taught, what I was learned in church, you know, treat people, you know, the golden rule, you treat people well, and, and, and they will treat you well, and all these expectations I had of the world fell apart, and so when that happened, when, when trust was broken through betrayal, which I now recognize as one of the most, um, 
hurtful human experiences is betrayal because our perception of everything we thought we knew is turned upside down. When that happened to me, I lost who I was. So I lost the, the two people closest to me and I lost them to one another. So I had no one to really share this loss with me and to save me. You know, the people who cared about me said what they thought was helpful, which was not. And told me, you know, get over it and get beyond it. And that's not what I needed. And so I found myself ultimately past the initial betrayal, now betraying myself. Mm. So, and what that looks like for me was, was what I call the overs and unders. So I'm overeating, over drinking, underachieving, underperforming. And so I stopped showing up for life in the way that honors me. So I lost who I was. I didn't know who I was. And I questioned myself. So self-doubt, what did I do? So I took on ownership of their choices, trying to make it about me. So the lesson in one of the stories in the book is anything anyone else says or does, it's about them. It's not about you. So let go of that heavy burden. And, and it's such a big lesson for me in life, for sure. But that led that because I left that experience still with the hole and took me a while, the overs and the unders, eventually I pulled myself up and out and beyond and I moved forward. And while it looked like healing, <laughs> there was still something empty inside. And I hate that line in the movie that says you complete me because yes. I think I was looking to be completed. I needed, I, would, I still came from this place of need and lack and want. I needed to be desired. I needed to be loved. I needed to be lovable. I needed someone to tell me I was worthy. I had not filled that up for myself, but on the outside, I was had this mask of achievement and, and success that I, I was moving forward. So not all people who are still not fully fit mentally are stuck in depression and sadness and in this way that is obvious. I looked like I was healed and healthy and whole but I was not. So that led me into the arms of someone who said everything I needed to hear, you know? So, so I ran into to someone who knew all three of us back at university, but I'm three years beyond university and said, all the things you were this, he was, she was that built me up. And it sounded like what? It sounded like love. It sounded like all the stuff I needed and I ended up choosing to marry this person. So I take full responsibility, but ultimately this person was a narcissist. So in the beginning stages in a relationship with a narcissist, there's an idolization of you. So built me up. However, three months into the marriage, that's when the tables turn and the humiliations, the little jabs start and the tearing me down began. But I stayed and I stayed for a lot of fear-based values, which were Southern Baptist community. You know, no one in my family was divorced. I'm not supposed to fear failure. I'm not supposed to divorce all those things. So this led to this led to that. So I recognized the series of events. And so now I really down on myself though I still looked like I was okay on the outside to the outside world, right? I have a good job. I have, I'm, I'm 
you know, everything's looking good on the outside, Dr. Erica. You keep <laughs> playing the right, you keep playing the part. You keep playing, playing the role, but inside you're unraveling because emotionally it, you're not processing like what what just happened? What just happened? How did I end up here? But I felt stuck for all these fear-based values, right? I allowed myself to be stuck. And, and, and from there, I, I ended up in a support group. Eventually, though, I did. I feel like anybody, when somebody, when change happens when I believe readiness meets opportunity. And what happened was um, my, my first son, as you said, I had a child who passed away. And, and that stirred something in me about, about the, the relationship. But I thought that, it, that his death had changed my husband. Mm. and it had on some level and there were six months of peace and but I thought it had changed him in a permanent way but unfortunately it had not and I had conceived a second son um, six months later and I remember praying that I wasn't pregnant because I realized the change was not permanent in my husband at least not behaviorally and unfortunately I went into preterm labor with my second son but I, I was so blessed that that four months in the hospital, a, a, a very difficult circumstance led to the gift of, of my second son's birth. And although prematurely he survived and um, is a, a thriving 26 year old today. So what a gift. Wow. In the, but at 22 months of age, there was this moment in time. So I had been building and building and building my courage. And one of the stories in the books, the gift of grits being from Alabama, something we, but it was, it was where I'm building the courage. I know I'm in the wrong place, but I haven't been able to get out for myself. But there was a moment where this child says, no, dad, I know. And mama, dad, I bad. And in that moment, this readiness in me I felt like I'm standing on the high diving. I'm scared of heights and I'm shivering and I'm too scared to jump, but I'm not allowed to come back down the ladder. And you know that fear and it's like paralyzing. But in that moment of readiness and opportunity, I took it and I dove and it's exhilarating and frightening at the same time, but I did it and I told him to leave. And that's the moment that I got out. And from there, from there, I ended up in a support group for separation and divorce. And from that point, uh, after I had gone through that, I was asked to take over and lead it. Wasn't ready, wow. but, but as you know, we, we can't help but help ourselves as we help others. And I did that some 25 years ago and people always wanted more of me. So eventually, Dr. Erica, I did pursue the education to support that. And, and here I am. So I recognize, even though as a little girl, I always wanted to be a teacher, I'm teaching in a different way than that vision that I had of the, you know, the fourth grade classroom on the chalkboard. And, and here I am today. I love that. I, I particularly love the, the grit because when you've gone through so many challenges and like you said, you're, you know that you have to change. You know that you have to change, but you may not know what that looks like, or you may not know how to take the first step. It's that grit that kind of just sinks in. It's like, I got to go for it because I already know what's behind me. I don't, I don't know what's in front of me, but I know what's behind me. And that, that's something special. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and that's what I, I loved about using uh, the, the term of grits. And if you, I don't know if you've ever eaten grits, being in Chicago. I love grits. No, like I'm, I'm originally from California and then, and then my dad's from Louisiana. So I did college there. So no, I love grits. Okay. So, so they're just, that's what's left when you grind corn down to there's nothing left. And that's what I felt like I'd been ground down to there's nothing left of me. But if you put that, that, that little grain, what's left of the corn in hot water long enough, it plumps up and it comes back to some resemblance of, of, of something that, you know, what it's made of. And that is how I saw myself in this circumstance. And courage for the listeners is not doing something without fear. I was scared to death, but I did it anyway. And that's what courage is. You do something in spite of your fear because you know it's the right thing. And I put a quote, each each chapter, by the way, the book, The Gift of Shift, and it's co-authored with my friend and colleague, Tracy McDonald. And our idea for the book was to share the personal, sometimes very intimate stories, but short stories, because we find that a lot of people get overwhelmed reading self-help books and they give up because they can't, it's just too maybe academic and they can't really see how to apply it to their lives. So what Tracy and I decided to do was we're just going to share these personal stories because we've all got a story. (laughs) Now, everybody's story may be different, but what we did was we realized there are common themes in life to all of our stories. We've all been betrayed on some level. We've all had to dig deep and find grit and courage. We've all had to cling to hope through something. We've all had to find a way to be true to ourselves, to quiet our inner critic voice, to, to figure out how to embrace forgiveness. So we share six stories each and they're short. So they're you know, bite size. And then after each story are five coaching questions so that the reader can self-reflect on how this thing has played out in their own life. And the goal is for them to say, you know what? Yeah, I have been through that theme in my life and I got through it. So to remind them, what is it about them that got them through it so they can apply that now? Because we forget our successes. And the other idea then is, that's great. Next story, next theme. Oh, you know what? Oh my gosh, I'm still stuck in this. I'm still stuck. That's why I'm struggling now in this relationship or with this kind of pattern of behavior in my life. So they can use those questions to guide them through and on and, and decide. And maybe that's all they need, or maybe there's a deeper root cause and they need someone like you or me to help them move through and forward and break a pattern in their life. I love that. I love that. Tell us a little bit more about these acronyms that you use. <laughs> so one, one chapter is the gift of JOMO, <laughs> which is joy of missing out. And that is the opposite of FOMO, fear of missing out. And, and, and FOMO is the thief of JOMO. Fear's the, th- fear is the thief of joy. And I think we can all perhaps relate to that with the pandemic, if nothing else. And you know, when it first kind of you know, set on us back in March of 2020, we can all think back to that. And some of us went, Yay, I get to stay home for a little while. It's like a little mini vacation, not knowing we'd still be here a couple years later. And other people were like, what? I can't go to the gym. 
I, all this stuff and this fear-based mindset of either being victimized by having to stay home or in conflict with it took over. So that was FOMO versus JOMO. Other people were like, okay, I'm going to learn how to garden. I'm going to learn how to quilt. I'm going to learn how to bake bread. You know, we saw all that happening. So it was just this, but everybody was in the same situation, same circumstance. So it's a mindset. It's a choice here or joy and which will you choose regardless of the circumstance. So that's the idea of that chapter is to help us recognize that we have choice and that's the power that we have is choice. I love that. I love that. And I, and I talk about that with my clients all the time in every thought or every suggestion of thought that comes to mind, you've got a choice. Yes. You know, are you going to focus on lack and fear or are you going to focus on abundance and love? And so it's, it, it just resonates with me so much because I think, like you said, in this pandemic, you could have dealt with it, you know what I mean, in one or two ways, you know, <laughs> take take advantage of it. And I think it's the shift that, that I want you to talk a little bit about that, that shift that mm -hmm. happens when you choose to look at it from a different angle. That's it. It doesn't have to be a huge shift to change how you experience life. You know, I was in the airline industry for 17 years and my brother is a, a pilot. And so I think in terms of, of flying a lot and when pilots uh, prepare their flight plan, they, they think in, they, they use degrees, you know, their headings are in degrees. So let's say a, a pilot is planning to fly to Miami if they shift by two degrees, they may land in the Atlantic. They may, maybe it's a good island, but anyway, they're not going to land in Miami. So if we shift to the negative two degrees, it's going to be a different mindset than, than perhaps what we were planning, or we even shift our life decisions two degrees. We're going to end up somewhere very different. Same thing for the positive. If you just shift two degrees, you see a different way you have a different way of thinking and looking at things i like to talk about i just think it's in, in live workshops I always have this rose with me you know and i'm like no will you accept my rose because the premise of positive psychology is not that the negative is not to deny the negative exists but it's to choose to focus on the positive so Every rose has its thorns, right? There's the thorny stem, but there's this beautiful blossom at the top. They're both there. Your gaze can see both. Where are you going to shift your focus to? It's your choice. Thorny stem or beautiful blossom, your choice. Yeah. And what's, what's powerful about that is once you choose the beautiful rose, it completely changes your experience. Yeah. Just a shift, just a one to 2% shift yeah. will give you a different experience of yourself. And, and, and that's, that's what kept you moving forward. I'm telling you, I, I, and, and, you know, research repeatedly finds that experiencing even one emotionally traumatic event in your lifetime without developing a healing resiliency um, can impact your overall health and well-being your entire life. And so I realized that that was 
what I was always doing was developing a healing resiliency after each devastation. And that takes me to something that my dad taught me. And it's not the, the theme of the story, but it's sort of the, the essence of what he taught me and in the gift of buoyancy. I talk about my dad teach swim and I was so excited because I couldn't wait to learn how to swim because that meant I could go to the deep end and then I could you know hang with the older kids and all of this and and swimming was ended up being very important in my life I became a competitive swimmer and a, a lifeguard and all of these things but he insisted I learned how to float first I'm like what I, I don't want to float I want to swim <laughs> he said no you're gonna learn how to float first because that'll save your life one day because if you just learn how to swim, you're going to wear out and you're going to sink and you could drown. And think about it. I think that's one thing we all have to learn how to do is how to be still, how to take the time to reflect. And that's what I wasn't doing when I went from the betrayal to the abusive husband. I didn't float and get in touch with my breath. You had us breathe at the beginning of this session, get in touch with my breath and find my heartbeat again and get a perspective because when you're on your back and you're looking up, your peripheral vision is huge. When you're swimming, you only see what you're in your lane. Bam, bam, bam. When I went from the betrayal to the, I was swimming. I have to achieve. I have to succeed. I have to go, 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 go. Stop people. Stop and float and rest a while. You get a new perspective. You rejuvenate. You reconnect to who you are. And then choose where you're going to swim. I swam to the first boat rather than being able to be connected to myself where I could choose the right boat, if that makes sense. So anyway, you know what I mean? Stop and I love it. I love it. I, I, I think that is so key. And my, uh, my mentor always says there's profit in stillness. People have this idea that they have to be moving to mm -hmm. to have profit to to prosper yes no it's when you're yeah. still that you you get the direction that's right and i think sometimes we in our industry maybe speak it incorrectly because we keep talking about moving forward moving forward and it, let's stop a moment and let's reflect before we move forward yes getting unstuck stuck is huge getting unstuck to be able to move forward but it's not just keep going i have a lot of clients that um you know they're they're overachievers people pleasers they don't have boundaries they don't know how to say no and this is all about you know this part of them that is trying to make up for an old emotional trauma to prove themselves worthy so some people don't think themselves worthy therefore they have sunk into a state of apathy and lethargy on sub-level. And so they're not doing, and other people go the opposite direction. They just keep swimming, you know? And so there's two different levels here. So I think sometimes we have to choose our words wisely about, it's not about just moving forward. It's about first reflecting. And that's why I know you mentioned the free gift I have. I call it soul CPR because we have to First, connect the dots. There's this value and wisdom in looking back to understand how we got here. And that we can do when that's the reflection work. And that's why the gift of shift in the book, Tracing, I have people reflect on their stories, if nothing else, to remind them of their strengths, 
or also identify where they're stuck. So connect the dots on how you arrived where you're at. Because you know, like in the menu in a child's restaurant, for to connect the dots to, to create a photo, sometimes it's not what you expected when you really connect the dots. You're like, oh, surprise. I didn't know that was going to be a tiger. I thought it was going to be an elephant. You know, so connect the dots and then you can pinpoint the pain because you see where it went different. Oh, that's why I feel this way. Okay. Now pinpoint the pain that actually had you stuck. Now let's start releasing that because the lesson is always about letting go. Let's start releasing that so we can then re are recover the truth of who we are. Now, who was I before all this? Because that's who I am. I lost myself. Let me find myself. Now I can make a decision on how to move forward. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay, tell my listeners, we've got about a minute and 30 something seconds. Tell okay. my listeners where they can get the book, where they can learn more about the services that you offer. Thank you. So the book is available from all online uh, bookseller retailers. So Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, et cetera, or you can support your local bookstore. They can order it from their um, Ingram Sparks catalog. So just request it and please leave us a review after you read it. We would love to have that. And uh, for me, skyviewcoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you as well. Reach out. You can sign up for my newsletter email me and no e at skyviewcoaching.com and i hope you will take advantage of the soul cpr free gift that'll be in the link from dr erica's notes so thank yeah, you yeah will do and i just want to give them the uh, i'm going to say it right now it's okay. skyviewcoaching.com uh forward slash soul s-o-u-l um hyphen cpr hyphen free hyphen gift Okay. Yeah. Uh, and any other last words of wisdom you want to offer before we end? It's just pause. There's power in pausing and notice what has a grip on your heart. It, it's probably some story from your life that you're still thinking about and telling yourself, notice it and spend some time with it. And it might be a story that's not yet written, that is something you've yet to do. So just notice it. Yeah. And we all have it because we're all human living this experience. And so, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. And I appreciate your time and, uh, and your gifts. Thank you so Thanks much. For listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week.